0: Hi team. Welcome to the Conscious Curriculum podcast, the deepest and dopest podcast for folks who believe that education can change the world. I'm your host, Miriam Rachel Freed. My intention is to share, build, and propel a vision and strategy of collective healing and repair through meaningful education and embodied practice. Like all of us, I am a human shaped by my unique life experience, and I'm limited to my own perspectives through the lens of my worldview. I'm always striving to learn and grow, so if you ever feel that I've missed something or caused harm, please don't hesitate to let me know. If you like today's episode, please help our community grow and review, comment, or share. If you're looking to get involved in the conversation, you can find my contact information and a link to the free Conscious Curriculum community inside the show description. Thank you for being here and for your commitment to justice and liberation for all. Now let's dive into today's episode. I am so excited to introduce Elizabeth Kristoff. She is an applied neurology practitioner and has an online platform called Brain-Based Wellness for anyone who might be interested in getting support. Um, and she also co-founded the Neurosomatic Intelligence Practitioner Coaching Certification Program, which I also, I'm celebrating literally the day I'm recording this. I just passed the final test. And so I'm officially certified. Um, Elizabeth is truly gifted. And I am so, I'm so grateful. And I'm so honored to share community with her and to be her friend. And I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. This whole system,
1: it really governs our life experience. It governs our behavior. It governs how we feel the world inside of ourselves, we do really have agency over how that system changes. As long as I can remember, I had really big emotions um, and I didn't know what to do with them. And I, as a young child, I had tantrums, really bad tantrums that, you know, no one could get me to calm down. I would sometimes engage in self harm starting at a very early age. I wet the bed a lot. And then I was in and out of the hospital all the time as a kid for various issues that no one could ever really find the cause of. So I would start throwing up and I wouldn't stop. My fever would spike up to like 102 to 105 and they couldn't get it to come down. Um I had eczema, I had lots of swelling in my throat and they were going to take my tonsils out. It was just always something. And um, you know, they, they did all kinds of tests, allergy tests. And I remember like drinking the barium and getting spinal taps and nobody could ever really figure out what was wrong. And Eventually, that just kind of went away. And then I entered into adolescence and went bananas. (laughs) I mean, I just had. The best way I can think of to describe what it was like before I got sober was this constant feeling of like something was chasing me, but there was nothing like what was chasing me was life, you know, and I just couldn't get away from this terror that I was running from all the time. And knowing what I know now, I can see that I was stuck in a, a sympathetic nervous system state of fight and flight. Um. And I didn't know how to regulate myself and get out of those heightened states of arousal. And I was just grabbing, 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 frantically trying to find a way to make those internal felt sensations get better. And nobody at the time was like, hey, have you thought about the fact that you might be traumatized? And so I went to a lot of psychiatrists who prescribed me lots of different medications, um, diagnosed me anywhere from borderline to bipolar to depressive ADHD. I was on Adderall. I mean, I was on a lot of stuff by the time I got sober. And, you know, nothing ever seemed to help. I was in need of deeper healing and I was traumatized and I just didn't know it till I knew it.
0: I'm thinking about some students that I've worked with. One who was chronically ill, and many teachers not really believing her.
1: Mm, yeah, and,
0: and I think that that can be that can be common. And so, from from the edu- educator side of things, and I, different humans have experienced different traumas and different physical responses in their body, but to have the understanding of of compassion that this is how a body responds when xyz like when trauma occurs to even know yeah. that as a teacher and like blow ups anything where you're having an out of body experience to have that consciousness of deeper trauma informed care mm-hmm. is really deep is really mm-hmm. deep
1: one of the things I say is we all do the best that we can at the level of our nervous system. And so if people's behavior is really erratic or um, whether that's a kid or an adult, like it's their nervous system, you know, it's, it's the output of a dysregulated nervous system. And so just having that framework of of seeing it as, as the operating system, doing what it needs to do to either regulate itself, to express an energy that needs to be released or to keep you safe in some way, right? Like our brain's primary job is survival. That's always what it's going to use to make decisions that guide our behavior and our actions in the world. And whatever that person is doing, that's what their brain thinks that it needs to do in order to keep them safe. Yeah.
0: There is a lot of talk about trauma-informed care. No one is having the conversation about how we heal our nervous system in schools. So I'm curious, based on your work and your lived experiences, what would be your biggest push for public schools and what they could do to support a a more body-based trauma healing philosophy or practice?
1: Yeah, it really is my greatest hope that people will start to understand that our nervous system is responsive to what we, what the stimulus that we put into it, and that it's possible to make a difference in our felt sense by giving our nervous system stimulus that it needs or learning new tools for self-regulation. And so I don't think it has to be very complicated. I think there are really simple tools that you can use on a daily basis or in the moment of stress to help you start to re-regulate yourself so you don't have to rely on these other behaviors. And that can be as simple as learning breathing techniques or learning ways to stimulate your vagus nerve and, or learning ways to even train your visual system or your balance system, just with simple, practical daily exercises that, People can use to help their nervous system experience less threat on a second by second basis. And then, you know, somatic movement practices too, allowing people to learn how to listen to their body practice intuitive movement. I, I really think like our bodies know a lot of what we need to heal, but we just get so disconnected from hearing those signals. So even just a practice of taking one minute a day and dropping from your head down into your body and becoming curious about the sensations that you feel inside. How does it feel in the center of my chest? How does it feel in my belly? And for some people that may not be safe yet and they need other regulation tools to even make that small practice feel okay. But over time, I do think Finding ways to help kids reconnect or stay connected to their bodies rather than disconnecting and living their lives just in their head and their prefrontal cortex would be so valuable because mm-hmm. our bodies know so much. They have so much wisdom and they maybe don't even need to be taught what they need to do to regulate. It's already there inside. They just need a process for coming back to that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, or and space to explore it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I was actually talking with a good friend of mine this morning, and you know, she was talking about her body had been giving her a clear signal for a while about something, and she just couldn't. Hear it or figure out what it was. And then the second she took the action that was in alignment with what her body wanted, the pain that she was experiencing went away. Mm-hmm. And it's like the body will always tell you the truth, even when your mind will come up with lots of things to rationalize or justify. And she was like, man, I wish I wasn't 39 years old before I knew that it was important to listen to my body.
0: How would working on neuro drills for balance impact one's ability to regulate or learn.
1: The best way I think to explain this is that our nervous system is kind of like a bucket and, or it's not like a bucket, but imagine a bucket, right? (laughs) Imagine your nervous system is a bucket (laughs) and all of your life stress goes into that bucket, right? So you have the stress of past trauma, unprocessed emotions, you have, um, work stress, financial stress, relational stress, exercises of stress, right? So there's all these big stressors coming in and they start to fill up the bucket. And your brain does not like when the bucket overflows because our our brains and our bodies have this deeper intelligence that too much stress for too long is dangerous. And so our, our brains and our bodies will try to do something to get us out of that state when the water level gets too high. One of the other things that leads to the water level being too high is just any deficits that we have in our nervous system, because our brain collects all of this information and it makes a picture of where you are and the world around you based on the input that comes in from all these different systems from your eyes, your visual system, from the balance system inside of your inner ear, from your body mapping system, from that interceptive system that gives information from your guts, and it takes all of that information and it puts it together. Then it uses that information to make a prediction. And then from that prediction, it generates an output with your survival being the most important thing in that output. If that information coming in from any one of those systems is not clear, is a little bit off, then on a second-by-second basis, that's really threatening to your brain and your nervous system as a whole because it relies on that information to make predictions to keep you alive. And so if we can train the input systems, like your eyes, like your body mapping system, like the balance system in your inner ear to provide better information to your brain, better quality information to your brain, then on a second by second basis, your baseline threat level is reduced and now you can handle more. Yeah. Yeah.
0: What could physical education really look like?
1: Yes. That's right. A lot of what I've done is how do I educate people on how to be the expert of their own nervous system. And one of the most important concepts in applied neurology is that you always assess and reassess because change at the level of the nervous system is instantaneous. And so you can know right away if something is moving you forward in a positive direction or if you're having kind of a threat response, a stress response to that exercise. And so teaching people how to feel and understand if what they're doing is, is the right stimulus for them is really important. It could very easily be put into a physical education program where you are also training these other parts of your body and your nervous system so that your body and your system as a whole function better, which really makes a huge impact in all areas of your life.
0: If I have a student in my class in front of me who's like about to kind of lose it, what might be something that I could direct that student to do? So one
1: of the simplest things I do with people is just to focus on their breath and to breathe in through your nose, to purse your lips, like you're breathing out through a straw and to make your exhalation twice as long as your inhalation. And, you know, just six of those breaths in fMRI studies have shown to upregulate the parasympathetic system and, and downregulate the sympathetic response. And, you know, as, as something as simple as that might really help a kid just get out of that really heightened state yeah. where they can then be like, okay, this is how I, I can now express what I need verbally, or I can um, come back into my body, or I can just stop myself from being completely driven by this response that feels out of my control. Yeah. or sensory stimulus for the feet, like just rubbing a cloth on your feet and trying to create a map of where your foot is in space, closing your eyes. This is my foot. This is the bottom of my foot, trying to stay really present with it. Grounding, like just putting your feet on the earth. Yeah. Um, yeah. These are all just simple yeah. tools that might help somebody out of that, that moment where you really need something mm. to just help, help you a little bit.
0: Yeah. If you had a biggest stop for educators or the education system, what might that be for you? I do feel like our society as a whole
1: is constantly bringing people out of emotional expression and out of their body and into their head, right? So it's something that we're very conditioned to detach from our body and try to figure things out with our head all of the time. And that also we're taught, I think, from a very early age, most of us, that certain emotions are bad and expressing those certain emotions is bad. And that is actually really harmful to our health and to our nervous system, because as human beings, we are truly meant to express a whole spectrum of emotions. Our bodies are meant to. They're meant to cry. They're meant to shake. They're meant to express anger and we need that as part of our human experience and also we need to release and expel that energy and when we are taught to bottle that up and Mm. suppress it it really dysregulates the nervous system it leads to a lot of chronic digestive problems it leads to a lot of pain emotional the inability to regulate like emotional outbursts one of my teacher talks about um, expressing emotions as pooping and like that it's really The same. Like, it's just part of what your body, it's just a natural yeah. process through yeah. the body, right? So, yeah. if you don't ever do it, it causes health problems, emotional problems. And uh, yes, yes. And then, or the other way where you're like shitting it out all over everyone. Yeah. You don't have that ability yeah. to be like regular with it. Yeah. And so, yeah. it is really, it's like sneezing, it's like pooping, it's like just another part of being a human being. Is yeah crying, sighing, screaming, shaking, these are yeah. all normal bodily processes that yeah. are meant to happen to keep us healthy. Essential bodily functions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Totally. And so somehow and maybe this is already starting to happen, I hope so, I don't know, but finding ways to teach people more emotional intelligence and the the wisdom of allowing the body to express emotions. Yeah.
0: yeah. Thinking back to your teenage self or your your school age self, what advice do you have for young people right now? Oh gosh,
1: they're going through so much. I would say that it's totally normal to not feel okay. Yeah. And that there's nothing wrong with you. You're not damaged or broken or too messed up or your emotions are not too big or there's nothing wrong with you for being really tired all the time or binge eating. If you're binge eating, these are all normal responses to a really tough time. In addition to everything else that might be going on with them, there's nothing wrong with you for going through it.
0: Elizabeth, thank you so much. This was such an honor. And I am so incredibly grateful for you like to be putting this work in the world and as a friend and all in between. So thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I'm so honored to be here. And I think that the work that you're doing is amazing. Thank you. The best way to find me is on my website, which is brainbased-wellness.com. There's the membership site that has daily nervous system trainings and movement classes. It's how do we make a daily practice of training our nervous system to become more resilient, to move out of pain, to move out of unwanted behavior by incorporating exercises and practices that really change how our nervous system
0: All right, thank you so much for being here. That's a wrap for this week. Make sure you hit the follow button to stay up to date on episodes. And before you go, take a moment to share this episode with your favorite game changer colleague or friend. If you're interested to join community or connect, my information is linked inside the show description. And if you haven't yet left a five-star review, please do. This helps our show and message spread to people who need to hear it. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you next episode.